Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am joined, as always, by with Sarge. <laughs> by with Sarge. That's me. Yes, stepping over my intros right away, going going smooth. And also, I'm joined by the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. It is I, Dumbledore. <laughs> I thought God. you were doing. I thought you were doing the Elden Ring uh, narrator at the top. That would have required me to be to have played more Elden Ring. Like it's I mean, just... granted, granted, I played enough to see that, but it wouldn't have stuck in my head. Mm. You yeah. would just have to you just have to raise the volume on that old Dumbledore voice until you're just shouting the loathsome dung eater. It's right <laughs> that you say old Dumbledore, because this is like the first movie Dumbledore. <laughs> Still an old man yeah. that then died from being old. Fair enough. And then yeah, he got replaced by a much sprier old man. And then he got replaced by a much sprier man still when they went back in time and he became Jude Law. <laughs> Wearing a suit. Yeah, but before before he became old and it was immediately just like, why aren't I wearing pajamas? <laughs> he hadn't he hadn't hit tenure yet. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody else at school was just like, Well, I guess Dumbledore's dressing like a spooky, like old, like classic style wizard. I guess that'll just be the fashion here. Yeah, <laughs> and then somewhere in his chambers, Dumbledore's quite like, "Stop writing my dick, you old witches and wizards! Let me have my own thing." <laughs> Joanne goes out of her way to say wizards for some reason don't know how normal people clothes work. Like one guy's wearing a boot on his head, and it's just like I think wizards would still under understand that galoshes go on your feet. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, she's also just a hobbyist. Uh, I mean, at least as far as the movies are concerned. I, Lord, well, I, I I never read those books because I was an adult by the time they came out, so it was very easy for me to miss. I know a lot of adults that went back to it. Yeah, so. I was gonna say by, by the time the whole thing was over, like I was a full grown ass adult, and I was just mm. like, eh, like I never really got into any of the YA stuff. Uh, that being said, the movies very never really explained why. Like Wizards of the Muggle World don't just get like shot with guns or whatever when they start acting a fool. It's just yeah. like, yeah, sure. I mean, g- g- congratulations. You're making that table levitate. And you've been shot with a gun. I mean, certainly some people in Britain have guns, right? Like, those Dementors are, like, flying around causing havoc. I feel like somebody <laughs> with guns will show up at some point. <laughs> they have hunting shotguns. Yeah, like That was... That was kind of like my reaction to like the big payoff at the end of Hellboy 2 when Prince Nawada finally summons the Golden Army. And they're just these dumb clockwork golems. And I'm like, that wouldn't do shit. We would crush them so easily. Yeah, they're great. They reassemble. We'd put them in cages. This this guy would like lose his big conquest of humanity in like 30 minutes, if that. Like, yeah. Again, I, what, 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 I've, what I've accidentally done here is I've just started to get us talking about the anime Gate again, which is literally <laughs> yeah. the premise of Gate. Is that a gate from our world to a fantasy world opens up in Japan? Uh, the Japanese send their military, uh, as it were, uh, the Japanese special defense force, not a military, uh, yeah. through the gate, and they just aggressively paddle the ass of these fantasy creatures. <laughs> yeah, 
They just fucking destroy them with, with like actual munitions and stuff. Like a dragon will show up and they'll be like, oh, this is kind of a big deal. But like, aside from that, it'll just be like, enjoy getting mowed down by bullets, idiots. It's just like, it's just such a, such a weird, hoorah, like yeah. military. At one point they're, they're meeting with a fantasy world leader and they see one of their citizens being held captive. So like this sergeant uh, in the Japanese self-defense force immediately snaps into action and like, grabs her and then the guy's like what and like tries to grab her back and she just beats the shit out of this dude like with modern fighting techniques because i'm here to tell you ancient fighting techniques are ancient just because they're old does not make them effective yeah uh yeah and then and then we show them like mortars and they're just like oh we shouldn't fuck with you guys And what does any of this have to do with QAnon? Fucking none of it. No, we you. are, in theory, a QAnon-related podcast, so I guess we should stop uh, fluffing ourselves with the nerd stuff that we love and get to our starting segment of the amuse-bouche. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse-bouche. This week in Boosh uh, news, as it were... <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess it, this week in Poosh Poosh, because it is supposed to be distinct from our new segment, uh, we return to the fussin' and feutin' and hellcatin' between yeah. MTG <laughs> and Lauren Boebert. Uh, so I'll turn it over to Mike for our, our Foxy Boxing <laughs> update of the week. <laughs> yes. Uh, it appears that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert had a uh, fu- had a like a, a shouting match inside uh, a bathroom in the House of Representatives, where um, Greene accused Boebert of taking McCarthy's money in her election in her reelection campaign, which, uh, by the way, Boebert barely won in what is supposed to be a heavily Republican district. Boebert managed to like eke out a victory of like about 500 votes against someone who no one gave a shot to. Cause again, it's supposed to be a heavily Republican district. So Boebert uh, escaping. Uh, this... Before we get too far beyond this, have we ever discussed why Boebert did so bad there? Like just because we keep coming back to it and touching on it, but have we ever discussed like, do we know why she performed so badly? It's Colorado. Uh, it's a much bluer state. It's a bluer state. The district was supposed to be stronger Republican, but apparently, apparently, whatever they attempted to do in that district didn't um, like because because Colorado is blue. Like obviously, any attempted gerrymander would be to try to sequester all the Looney Tune Republicans into one district and then keep all the other districts more blue. But whatever they did in Colorado did not make Boebert's district as safe as they thought it was, or her constituents just don't care for her because she's a wackadoo QAnon promoter. So exactly what the, um, like the, uh, the postmortem of the campaign has been, there hasn't been an official like result about why she did so poorly beyond the fact that uh, she just seems to be really unpopular. And this underfunded opponent of hers, like came perilously close to unseating her, which would have been, on nobody's radar when it happened, which is why right. um, in 2024, uh, when she's running for re-election in a blue state with Biden and Biden and Trump on the, the top of the ticket, it's going to be a lot, lot scarier for her. And probably that's why they're going to the Republicans are going to find an empty suit to primary or as far as I can tell. OK, yeah. so that brings us to now where she's getting into a shouting match with MTG in this bathroom and the story yes. continues. Yes. 
And uh, a, a source indicated that uh, Green said to Bobert, you were okay with taking mil- millions of dollars from McCarthy, but you refused to vote for him for Speaker Lauren. So Green, <laughs> bam, just put, puts the shiv in there. And uh, this th- this article that I'm reading from Business Insider, it sounds entirely from the Green camp because that that witty bon mot that uh, Green lobbed at her. And then the, the, the story continues by saying, the bathroom disagreement ended with Bobert running out of the bathroom, quote, like a little schoolgirl. Whoa. And uh, the first source told the Beast that uh, Bobert told Green before leaving the bathroom, don't be ugly. So... <laughs> savage i have to assume this is because like is bobert not playing ball with the establishment because that's mcg's play right now she right. Thought she got herself a we'll talk about it in a little bit she got yeah. herself a committee seat because she like was crazy enough and held up the speakership she and is playing ball now so oh yeah she kissed the ring of mccarthy real quick yeah mm-hmm. she yeah so, yeah, that happened. But Bobert was part of the 20 that dragged this thing out. She was part of the Matt Gates coalition of, of dum-dums that did all the stupid things they possibly could, nominating Trump, voting for Kevin, some other guy's last name here, and all that kind of stuff until finally everybody realized that their giant pout fest really didn't matter and that nobody else was, was going to ever be a speaker besides McCarthy. So eventually he got it, but yeah, so Bobert is still like playing the outsider role and still being like a thorn in the side of the establishment. Whereas now Marjorie's establishment, she's just decided I'm with the McCarthy. I'm going to do this stuff. I, it really makes me wonder what she thinks her ceiling is because she is still going on Infowars. The like yeah. the the internet never sleeps. Like that, the internet is forever. So all the pro QAnon shit she said back in the day, it's never going to go away. So it's like if she ever wanted to run for like Senate in Georgia or Governor of Georgia, I I don't see how she could ever like get away with that stuff. Like the only like position she can hold really is the one she has because she's in like a plus 23 Republican district where as long as she plays ball of the Republican establishment, she will never be primaried and she will never lose that seat. She she's a she's like a representative for life at this point. So but if she thinks she's got more than that for her, then God bless her, because no statewide office is still an impossibility. Right. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it it, is. She. Yeah. it's so baffling. I think Bobert knows she's on the way out and MTG is much more secure in like her position. She has to be primaried. There's no other, no other question to it. No other way to get rid of her. Unfortunately. Yes. I forget who it was. The guy's name was flowers and he was like uh, her opponent in the general election. And that guy raised like millions of dollars and it was just a joke because he got destroyed. And he was kind of like the reverse of that crazy lady that ran against AOC in New York. It was like, I'm bringing AOC down. It's like, you do realize AOC's district's like plus 30 Dem. You cannot beat her. It is literally impossible. And she's massively popular. And you guys keep her name in the headlines. She, I can't imagine she has to campaign at all anymore. Like (laughs) Trump was just like, I'm going to make sure that you're just super electable in your district for forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, they're doing her. As we discussed earlier, super electable in your district. You know, sometimes those goalposts change, right? 
Yeah, <laughs> you never know. True. Exactly. But yeah, I'm read the moment like Bobert and I mean, yeah, Bobert's the one who God knows what she actually did to. I mean, but again, she's in a blue state. That's the main problem she had was that right. she was trying to run in a red enclave. She like she won she won the primary to unseat the Republican that was in that district, like where she was badly outfunded. She was a viral candidate. That's why she used QAnon and all that kind of networking in order to get to that spot. Then she barely beat a Democrat in the general election to win the seat. And then everyone was like, oh, well, now they gerrymandered it a little to try to keep the Republicans all sequestered. And she's she's got it. She's good. And it was like, actually, no, it wasn't that whatever they did did not did not protect her from the wrath of her constituents to the point where we were in automatic recount range when she lost. So we're now, you, now you suspect that they are going to primary her and take her political career uh, out behind the woodshed and put a bullet in it. Uh, yep. Speaking of killing dogs. I've got my next boost item here. <laughs> I got the reaction to Sarge. Oh, I've got <laughs> buttery smooth. Yeah. I've got this uh, next boost item here. Uh, that uh, something I what the next two boost items I've not heard hide nor hair of this week. It's it's wonderful. So we're we're going into apparently George Santos has killed a dog, yeah. uh, Mike. George Santos is the gift that keeps on giving for our boosh. Uh, he killed a dog this week, or he, <laughs> he was discovered to have killed a dog this week. Uh, killed a dog this week? Question. <laughs> so uh, what what actually happened here was um, there was a veteran who had a dog that was um, had a growth on its liver, and uh, yeah, uh, I thought you were going to say that Bingo was his name. Oh, if only the, if the, only. the thing you said was much worse. Yes. <laughs> And so uh, George Santos started a GoFundMe on behalf of this dog so that the dog could see a veterinarian, have surgery to have the gross removed, and uh, everything would be great. And the GoFundMe raised uh, about $3,000 towards this surgery, which would have been enough to get the job done from what I'm reading. And Santos just scrammed with the money, just took the three dimes, called it a day, ran away, the uh the, the military guy was like, Hey, where where's my money? I need it. My the, the growth in my dog's liver is getting bigger. This this ain't good. And that was it. And then the dog died because it didn't get it did not receive the surgery it needed. And George Santos made a crisp three grand in exchange for lying about helping a veteran care for his dog. And, and we then, definitely know this story is true because it sounds like Scrooge levels of evil. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like the sort of story that somebody would make up just to like to pass around in meme form with some sort of like salacious uh, picture. Oh, and you're you're not even using George's real name. That's George Santos isn't even like isn't even his real name. Maybe or yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, the text messages are under Anthony Devoilier or however you say that last name. That could be him. And uh, oh wait, yeah. could be him. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying that the, they, he has gone under this other name. He has used this other name in other in other circumstances, Devolier. So he's been, he's called himself George Devolier, uh, Santis in other situations as well. When he's been, uh, is, is that just like his crime name? <laughs> is it the name he uses when he's doing doing some crimes? I'm trying uh, to figure. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do a big uh, crowdfund uh, scam. So, so it's yeah, time I, for, it's time for George George Santos to become a flies mustache, George Lavalier, or whatever it is. 
So he, it's come forward that several people are, are, and there's a video now of him introducing himself as Devolier, and other people have come forward and there's like, that's not George Santos. He told me he was Devolier. And everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, not only has he lied about a million things, but his, his name, one of the most fundamental. Bro, has... remember when just like a few weeks ago, everybody on the internet was like, Oh my god, the Game Awards kid. How did he manage to get up on stage and do that thing? So crazy. It's wild that he just got he he just got up there and did that. It's like, no, look at look at this George Santos character. He's like an actual flim flam man that got to like the highest <laughs> level of American office. Yeah. Yeah, I'm re- I'm reading the article now and a a a a veteran who was living in an abandoned chicken coop and he had his dog. Oh, um, god. dog took the dog to a vet. The vet said that he's got this tumor and the vet told him, I know a guy who runs a pet charity who can help you. And the guy's name was Anthony Duvalier with his pet charity was called friends of pets United. The vet tech told him and Anthony Duvalier is one of the names long Island rep George Santos used for many years before entering politics in 2020. So um, this vet um, who's uh, Michael, uh, uh, Ostoff is the guy's name. Uh, Michael Bell was this other another person involved in the story, and they. For the record, I hate this story because it has both veterans and veterinarians in it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. So it's like a, it's like it's like it's going to turn into a fucking like a like a nineteen thirties style comedy duo bit. <laughs> I had to have so w- way back in the day. I routinely go as like I'm a vet. I'll just say it. Um, I didn't know that some people uh, find don't like that. I had to like a guy who worked at the local comic book shop that me and Elle used to go to was like, oh, yeah, I had some uh, a veteran say, don't call me a vet. And I was like, what fucking what are there actually people out there that don't like that? Uh, like, for the record, uh, I'm fine with it. You can call me a vet. I am a veteran. That's fine. We we shorten things. I don't find it disrespectful. I don't think other people should either. <laughs> that is but yeah, Elle's not wrong. This story is gut wrenching. It, it has a a veteran living in a chicken coop with his sick now dead dog being schnookered by a flim flam man using a fake name who's now in elected office. What? <laughs> Yeah, everything about this is awful. Like, it's just really amazing how unbelievably crummy uh, Santos is, and how every day it just gets worse. And um, <laughs> a bunch of Republican uh, officials in New York have asked for him to resign. He's refusing to do so. I, I do wonder if at what point. It, I mean, Lord knows McCarthy's as spineless as a jellyfish, but I wonder at one point does the, does the national GOP start telling this guy to step down. I mean, no matter what, you know, like some random Republican is being groomed in that district to primary the shit out of him. I mean, there's, oh. yeah. I forgot yeah. that. I forgot that our boosters were supposed to be light and fluffy. Uh, yeah. When yeah. we, when we tackled this dog killing story, I think that somewhere deep down inside, I thought that it must've been not just a story about George Santos killing a dog. And I guess technically that's not true because <laughs> it's really more of God who is killing the dog. But, in the in in the interim, George Santos decided to get in there for a quick little three K smash and grab, yeah. which is kind of wild. 
so let, let's move on to our next bougie item. Uh, another thing that I have no idea what, why we're talking about it and what it means. Uh, I have it listed here as woke stoves. <laughs> um, yes. I feel like stoves can only get so woke. Because I feel like they are an appliance that has never, that for for many many decades now, has not really implied a gender. Or okay, so but, real quick, there was an a meta analysis of a number of studies that show that there is some connection between childhood asthma and uh, gas stoves. Uh, there's we don't know more than that, but. A a study of a number of studies show that there's like around 12% more childhood asthma in households that have gas stoves. They don't know why that is. There's no, but there's nothing. I would imagine if that is true, it is probably because of the gas. Yeah. But like when when you're talking about like, yes, L is a scientist. I just need you all to know he is, in fact, a medical doctor. And you can take everything you say. He says as a medical opinion. Stop doxing Uh, me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So. And that was that should have been the end of it. But the like fossil fuel industry. Is using. Uh, social media to create this culture war saying Biden and the left want to ban gas stoves. No one has said that ever. It's just the people that don't want you that want you to keep using your gas stove. Like again, there, there is some, there's evidence that it, it could, uh, that it does interacts in some way with childhood asthma, but we don't know any more beyond that. And now it's turned into this woke culture war thing. Apparently, it's anti it's anti woke to have a gas stove. Um, yeah, like so. Th- this is oppositional defiance disorder. Basically, again, all that came out was there was a study that was linking these two things, and that further studies may need to be done in order to indicate what's going on. And if so. Will there need to be a regulation placed on gas stoves? Will we have to find ways to do something to maybe make it so that gas stoves aren't generating this kind of toxicity in the air that could contribute to childhood asthma? And because uh, the fossil fuel companies and these gas companies really hate regulations and they really hate having to do anything, they've turned this into like a version of the NRA's great gun grab, like where if you don't like fight now for your gas stove, like the the gas stove Gestapo are going to kick down your door, rip your gas stove out of the wall, and put one of those hideous electronic uh, stoves in your house. And oh no, now you'll have evenly cooked food. Oh, the horror. And so... I mean, to be fair, I'm team gas stove. Yeah, I, but, I do. I have an electric stove. At the end stove. of the day, I don't really care because I don't cook very often. But, uh, yeah. like, you know, gas stoves have always struck me as being better to cook on and when, when I've needed to do so. Oh, they absolutely are. You can get better more even. So, fu- so fuck those kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is, I mean, fuck them. That is what actual medical Dr. L says. Fuck them kids. Yeah, fuck them kids. Yeah. I'm fucking about those kids. 
Uh, so the funniest thing that happened from this is that it created this giant wave of social media posting from all these dumb shitheads who want to gain clout by being uh, the biggest proponent of a gas stove imaginable. I've always loved my gas stove. It's the greatest thing in the world. Oh my God, have they figured out how to roll coal, but for gas stoves? <laughs> I actually saw some guy, like they did like a, a, a quick slapdash thing where they they basically had like a gas uh, stove like top and they had like shooting blue flames out of it. And well, the best part about it was is they literally attached a rubber hose to like a metal conduit directly, which is a great unbelievably sanitary safe and effective way to pump gas into a uh into a into a gas like stove installation but uh beyond that little uh bit of theater uh elon musk's boss and everyone's favorite twitter user cat turd um <laughs> posted on like so, posted on on his twitter that i've turned my gas stove on all day fuck you libs how you like that Ooh. I'm the I'm the hardest edgiest conservative in the world, and uh, people uh, because Catcher's actual name is known. I I know his first name is Phil, but uh, Kat, people actually were able to Zillow his house, or they found like social media posts of his house. And Catcher does not actually own a gas stove. Yeah, I, I saw these posts. <laughs> yeah, he, he he lives in Florida. Florida is a very low gas stove uh, state. It's really funny. I think when, the, when they showed the map of like gas stove usage in America, like California has a lot, and the rest of America not nearly as much as evil blue California. The Bro, that's because Shessart couldn't got fucking electric stoves. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it would be caught dead could got an electric stove. <laughs> And can you imagine, like, in your head, if you had to picture, like, the state with the highest amount of snooty chefs per capita, it would probably be California, right? For me, it definitely Oh, would be. California by a mile, sir. Yeah. For snooty I mean, New chef. York, I'm sure, would have a bunch of them, too, but New York's got other stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, hmm, yeah, I, I still think if we're going snooty chefs per capita, it's going to be California and New York, then, like, Florida's in the fight, like, right there. I, well, see, I think like I think after your one and your two, I feel like it gets kind of opened up, right? I, I bet Seattle will be up there, places like Portland, like just you know, just driving averages like all askew. I think the West Coast seems like a snooty chef sort of sort of spot. Pretty much, to, pretty much T to B. <laughs> I can accept that. I can see Oregon being just full of chefs that will just like like hold their nose of you when they're brought in front of an electric stove. You want to so talk yeah, about a fucking really artificial did... culture war. How about East Coast versus West Coast? I have no dog <laughs> in that race, but I still regard the West Coast as a place that like is sort of like a different country. Like they have their own way of speaking, <laughs> mannerisms, like I have my own prejudices. A different way of speaking, you say. Uh, okay, Boston. <laughs> I mean, my Boston accent is like pretty low key because I it's mixed in with my Southern accent and my. Yeah, I'm just saying accent. in general, you you can't accuse the West Coast of having a different way of speaking. I've lived on the East Coast with you, and the East Coast accents are way more egregious than the West Coast accents. Uh, uh, I mean, agree to disagree. I feel I, I feel like everyone <laughs> in the New England area speaks just fine. <laughs> they, they, they definitely don't sound like a bunch of cartoon characters <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it really is like like if you broke up america by accent it would be like bostonian and then general the south 
and then general Midwest, which I think most people would just drift into like the Chicago, the yeah. Bears area, sort of Wisconsin. And then you would get like a surfer dialect for West Coast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say, because there's a New York accent, which is different from the Maine accent, they, because they talk different in Maine. There's a little bit different Rhode Island accent. Oh, they're Boston? all different. There's a there's yeah. a great like I think I can't remember if it's GQ or Vanity Fair or whatever. But what one of those one of those YouTube channels has like a great dialect mm-hmm. guy who went over the whole goddamn state of the United like map of the United States, like starting up in Maine and then going all over. And he just used his powers of being a professional linguistics expert to do the different accents and explain what the differences were. It's wild. Highly recommend. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I remember like people talking about how most people think that JFK sounded one way, but actually what most people think is the guy who impersonated him named Vin Meyer was like this because no one had impersonated a president for like 20 odd years because you couldn't impersonate FDR during World War II. Because if you went on the radio and did an FDR impersonation and said the Nazis landed, landed in Boston, that could fuck things up really badly. So no one did him. No one did Eisenhower. But then when Kennedy got in office, a like guy did an impersonation of him. It became a smash hit. And most people think that Kennedy's voice is actually that guy's voice, but it's not. Oh, that it's like funny. thick ass match- yeah. Massachusetts accent. I mean, yeah. I've heard Kennedy's speeches. Like yeah. that, that guy wasn't that far off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, he's, <laughs> like, he's... I mean, you, you you listen to him trying to tell you uh, that we do these things not because they are easy. But because, because they are hot. <laughs> it's just like, okay, yeah. I mean, to be fair, when he was really, when JFK himself was putting some stank on it, like it, it got really cartoony. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we actually do have a third place state for this because I just looked at the map of electric versus gas. And it hilariously, New York and California are, t- are two of the states that are more gas than electric. But uh, Illinois is also in the mix. For, oh, uh, shit. Ch- Chicago, Illinois. Yep. And, My God. Um, they're, and just, Nevada, they're rolling yeah. gas. <laughs> yes. And Nevada and New Jersey are also in, in there, but they're just satellites of California and New York, respectively. So Yeah, I mean, they, let's be real. They're barely their own states. Uh, yes. if, if somebody if somebody decreed tomorrow that New Jersey was now just like greater New York, everyone would be fine with that. <laughs> Except yeah. for people in New Jersey. They'd be like, hey, but we're so different over <laughs> Anyway, that sounds like a great note, uh, a great nice belly laughing note to get into our horrible fucking headlines for the week. Uh, so, Mike, roll that cues of the news headline bump. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. All right. So depressingly, but very much U- USAingly, I suppose, if that if that word exists, which it does not, uh, we have to start this week by talking about a shooting. Uh, luckily, in this case, I don't believe any any human beings were struck in in shooting. But this, more than any other recently, has been is is very much a politically motivated series of shootings. For the details, I'll turn it over to our expert, Mike Rains. Mike, who was rooting and tooting this week? Uh, so Solomon Pena, a man who ran for uh, the House District of uh, New Mexico's fourteen in New Mexico's fourteenth district. Uh, lost in a landslide. He got a massive 26% of the vote. So this wasn't, this was an absolutely uncompetitive raffle stomp. Um, he decided that, uh, this was, this was not his fault for losing, that he, it was rigged by the deep state Definitely. and all that good stuff. And he then conspired and paid four men to carry out shootings of Albuquerque area homes of two Bernardino County commissioners, 
and two state legislators. Nobody was actually hurt in the shootings. Um, Solomon has. So do, do we know, was that by design? Was, was he paying no. somebody to intimidate these people or was he just trying to get them all blown away in their sleep and all these guys were just bad at that? One, one lady woke up, uh, because the bullet passed close enough to her face. She thought a spider walked across her face. Um, that's what she said. And it woke her up. It turns out it was the bullet moving over her face. So it was uh bad shooting. Yeah, they, they were. Yeah, they were trying. They were trying to kill people, basically. Uh, Pena's social media contains uh, stuff where he's like, he has got Trump flags. And he says, I, Trump just announced for 2024. I stand with him. I never conceded my House District 14 race. I am now researching my options. And he's wearing his MAGA hoodie under his Trump flags. And uh, on another one, he says, I dissent. I am the MAGA king. Um, he also, uh, Arizona Right Wing Watch, a.k.a. co-host Haley of our show, often has posted a bunch of um, things from him where let's he... Call, let's call her, her uh, our, Arizona, our Arizona correspondent. Yeah, yes. that makes us sound professional. Boom. Oh, my God. The most professional that we could possibly be. Yeah, so she posted a bunch of um, stuff that Solomon had posted about the Arizona recounts and how... Um, he was obsessed with them because he really want. He's just totally bought into this. Everything, everyone who loses is losing due to Arizona, in Arizona or anywhere else, lost due to fraud. He posted a, a tweet saying it's rigged. Cochise, uh, Gila, and Yapapai counties in Arizona are stopping their certifications pending further investigation of the midterms. You and your cheating friends got caught. Um. He also uh, was posting Mark Fincham stuff. He was just all in on Carrie Lake getting screwed out of her election and all the other Arizona Republicans losing only due to fraud, because that's just his worldview. Because when you think you got screwed in an election that you lost 74 to 26, uh, Everyone got screwed in every election they've ever lost at that point. To be fair, when a beating like that happens in the fighting game community, it is a fraud detected followed by fraud confirmed. So <laughs> maybe maybe Mans is just a fan of the Evo fighting game championship series. <laughs> I thought fraud detected, fraud confirmed was when you got reverse swept. And when the other person got to match point, it was fraud detected. And then when you lost match point to them, it was fraud confirmed. It eventually just spiraled into just a way to to to, to just straight up call somebody out for being bad at the game. Okay. So fair. like if you were getting if you were getting rolled, uh, like once the rolling started, it was just like, oh, I believe we have a fraud detected situation. <laughs> and then when the rolling concluded, it would be like, ah, yes, the fraud has been confirmed. Okay. <laughs> Typically, that would involve a sweep. I mean, sometimes somebody would like heroically take a single game off of somebody out of like, you know, eight. Yeah. But it's just like, that's still sort of pretty fraudulent. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For, I, we uh, introduced fraudulent quite a bit into our uh, lexicon. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and uh, downloading someone, someone gets download. I heard downloaded quite a bit more. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was bit big in the FGC for a while as well. Uh, that one didn't like exactly ripple out the way a lot of them did, but sometimes they just take time. Uh, it, it, it took it took the general populace a long time to steal mid from magic players. Mm. <laughs> do we the, the, still the the... use? They think that they think they're so clever. 
Did they, they steal that from Magic Flight? It's like me. I thought that was like uh, a UK thing saying something's mid. Uh, I mean, I, for for me, it was like a TikTok thing. I don't know, but maybe TikTok stole it from Britain, who stole it from Magic Players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we all know the UK stole it from Magic Players. I mean, that's clearly the way it went down, right? Yeah, give fuck oh, the UK. Sure. I, you know, my, the UK will call you out. <laughs> my favorite um, fighting game community term is punish. I just enjoy like whenever something happens, I go, oh no, punish! I just. It, I love the punish. I, I only ever really use that when I when I'm getting punished. I'll just be yeah. like, oh god, the maximum punish. Yeah. <laughs> for instance, uh, when I had to fly out for my trip the last week, I decided not like I ate lunch because I had leftovers, but then I didn't want to like order food and like I didn't want to go shopping because I wasn't going to be around for like a week. So I was like, whatever, I'll just I'm going to the airport early and I'll just eat when I get there. So I got there. It was like ten o'clock and everything was fucking closed, and I was like, I had to wait there for like seven hours. I was like, oh god, I got maximum punished by not eating before I got here. Now I'm just like, now I'm like fasting. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of things that suck, uh, do we do we have any more to say about the, the shooting story? Do, were there any like bullet points that we missed on this one? I mean, it's, fu- it's certainly fucking points. complete. It's, eh. Oh yeah, I didn't mean to do that, but it is great. I'm I'm a genius. I mean, <laughs> I feel like this is like truly fucking insane, right? Like this is this is a crazy thing. D- didn't some other didn't some other uh, like elected official in Las Vegas just murder someone like a few months ago or whatever? <laughs> yes, yeah, that did happen. I remember it. I, I don't I don't remember the particulars, but I do remember the story you're talking about. I think the main thing to bring up about all of this is that this is just where the Republican Party is going over time. It's why. Everything they say it comes direct from this right-wing fever dream uh, world of good and evil where the bad guys are just unrepentant monsters and the good guys are soldiers fighting for God who are, la- who are allowed to do anything they need to save the world. I mean, it's why we are always talking about Democrats committing treason. Democrats are murdering babies. They're trying to groom your kids and turn them trans or gay or some other sort of abomination because that's how we think that you're turning our children away from God and that's evil and bad. And it's just this mentality. I had someone... um, well, this guy was posting a, re- a screen grab of something Blair White said where it was like, we didn't care about LGBTQ until you brought kids into it. We didn't care about these drag shows until you brought the kids around. And we don't care about all these other issues until like the kids are the issue. And the guy is like, would quote over that screen grab was, if you, if you people keep fucking with our kids, we're going to have to do some patriotic shit. And I was just like, hey, don't be shy. Talk to us. Tell us what that patriotic shit involves, because I know what it means. I know what you're saying, but you, you're the one who's being too cowardly to say it. So just just tell us that you want to kill people because you think that they're yeah, bad and wrong and they're, quote unquote, going after the kids. Which If there's any silver lining to these shootings and like, you know, other exopolitical violence like this, it is at the very least that... Uh, we, the quote-unquote far left, because I certainly wouldn't consider myself far left, but I'm sure that, like, a conservative would. Uh, we could point this out to people who, like, the, people who think that they're more more evolved centrists, who are just like, hey, man, remember back when we could talk about politics without it being, like, like everyone is the enemy, like, the opposition is the enemy. And it's just like, 
well, I mean, nowadays the opposition is actually trying to kill my people, so they kind of are the enemy. Like oh, yeah. we have we have people out there taking up arms to try to murder like Democrats, uh, which are liberals, and I consider I do consider myself a liberal. So yes, in that instance, there is opposition, and they are the enemy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, when the, the Pelosi hammer attack happened, instead of Republicans being like, oh, my God, this is so scary. They were like, ha, ha, hammers. Oh, it was probably a gay love affair gone horribly <laughs> they wrong. They were just like, oh, that Wiley <laughs> Pelosi, maybe you shouldn't be spending the afternoon getting hammered. Ha, <laughs> ha, but seriously, he was probably gay. And it's yeah. like, what is that? What are you talking about? Hammer, Denounce hammer the hammer attack. Yeah, this isn't hard. <laughs> like, if something happened to a Republican where they were violently attacked, I'd be like, that is wrong. That is bad. It's not a situation where it's like, oh, it's time to downplay what happened and make some witty japes about it. And then cast aspersions that, oh, you know, that guy, that he was a weirdo, kind of a creep, probably had it coming. Eh, you know how it is. I mean, like, now... Now, if any of the young women that Matt Gates advances towards happens to act in self-defense and Matt Gates gets hospitalized or worse, well, then I'm going to wait for the facts to come out. But, like, random acts of political violence, bad. No, wrong. But, if, again, if you're, if you're defending <laughs> yeah, yourself... I mean, that, that, like, that, like, baseball field shooting from several yes. years ago that the, the, the conservatives love to still dredge up. I mean, don't get me wrong. That was horrible. And the people involved needed to be punished or whatever and all that shit. But it's like... You know, yeah, the, the the ratio of ours to theirs is pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like when it gets to racism and all they've got is, like, digging up the corpse of Robert Byrd and being like, oh, look, Joe Biden was hanging out with this guy from the Ku Klux Klan. And it was like Robert Byrd, like, left the Klan after a year or two, denounced it his whole life, literally said it was the biggest mistake he ever made, and, like, fought for civil rights for the last, like, 40-odd years of his life. But, hey... If you guys, if that's the thin branch you have to paint the Democrats as racist, guess what? Hillary and Biden are going to die in like sometime in the next decade or so. And then you're going to have to be like, oh, this person knew Hillary who knew Robert Byrd, who uh, racist. It's gonna be like, they're going to have to play this game of racist telephone through the generations. Meanwhile, like their heroes are burning Black Lives Matter flags and being like, back to the blue, but only when they kill black people, when they defend the Capitol, they're bad. So and I can't believe we didn't have this on our official list of headlines. We could at least touch on it now. Uh, you know, it's like when they when when conservatives get a like something that's got some meat on the bone, like Joe Biden somehow just scattering a bunch of fucking classified documents all over his shit. God damn it! And then they're just like, oh yeah, uh, it looks like Pop, it looks like Sleepy Joe has a bunch of hit fucking documents all over the place too. How you like them apples, Democrats? What do you think about that? And I'm just like, it sucks. I'm just like it's, it, it, it's like it, like that. It's it, it's not good, and I I don't like it. And I think that the fucking the pe like. I feel like there needs to be like an audit of documents at this point because it's clear that like too many people have just been taking them all willy nilly. I'm not just yeah. like I'm not I'm not here to just be like I'm gonna I'm going to bat for Sleepy Joe. Like why would I do that? He fucked up. He like uh, I would have gotten bat with him after like the first like document got found and they the, the the lawyers were just like hey we're doing the right thing we found this thing we're reporting it but once it turned out to be like a paper trail of documents they're just sort of like all willy nilly all over the place. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that sucks. I'm not I'm not going to bat for that guy. I just want like equal treatment under the law or whatever. 
Right. I don't think I'm asking a lot. No, and and this is the other thing is that like we really don't have cults of personality. Like it again, if like tomorrow you told me in order for Trump to go down, Biden has to go with him, I'd be like, fine, sign me up, not a problem. Well, but gonna... I mean, come on, Mike. If you listen to the conservatives, we love <laughs> AOC. Whatever AOC says, we're just like, dude, oh, you're so cool, oh. and we love your dancing, and that means that we're just like totally slaves to your policy. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. No, this is not true. <laughs> Although I do like her dance. Her funny dance made her, it did make her endearing. I don't understand why conservatives were up, but I was about to dance. I like a dance. Because oh, I don't like our politicians being human and, and or likable. Like that's and or like, young. <laughs> yeah. All these things. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, it, it's Yeah, they just want everyone to be angry and embittered by politics. And they don't want anyone to be like, oh, look, she played Among Us on a, on a Twitch stream. Oh, she's so – she gets us just – no, bad, wrong. She's just like us. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, so we, like, uh, I, 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 again, like, I'm sure that we could talk more about the stupid documents. I'm sure the QAnon people are having a field day with the stupid documents. But at the end of the day, it's just like, uh, Papa Joe has a bunch of documents out. It sucks and we hate it. And uh, unfortunately, we do have when more. he was uh, vice president? Or are they? Yeah, as far documents? as I know. Yeah, but uh, the, the other thing, the other thing I've seen about QAnon about this is that they're like, oh, they're using this document thing to push Biden out the door because the one thing that's really funny about QAnon is while they hate Biden and they will call him a pedophile and say that he's horribly corrupt and all this kinds of stuff, he really just doesn't get the juices flowing for them because he's an old white dude and they're just misogynist, racist sacks of shit and. Since the moment Biden was the nominee, all they've done is dream about how he'll be replaced. They just want to get Biden out of there so they can finally have an enemy to truly rage against. And the new conspiracy theory is, oh, it's so convenient that Biden's got his two years in and now they're getting ready to push him out the door with this fake document bullshit to hide the rest of his corruption. And... The story about that is is that uh, some morons eventually found out about the uh, 25th Amendment and how you can technically serve 10 years as president if you get in late to a term from another president and then run for re-election twice so you can get the full <laughs> 10 smasher. Because that LBJ, sure, okay. could, LBJ could have served for nine years if he had run in 68 and won because he had one year under Kennedy. He won re-election himself. So he had five years, but then Vietnam fucked him over and he called it a day and tapped out and didn't run in 68. So now the plot is, oh, they got Biden in as this placeholder for two years because they because they want Harris to be president for 10 and give us the crippling socialism of Kamala Harris. And it's just like she's a boring centrist, just like Joe. She's really going to be the same thing. That would be great, though. For what it's worth, that would be I mean, it's just like, yeah, Shucky Dart. It really it's a real bummer that the greatest president in all time barely was under our watch because. Can you imagine? Can you imagine such like high level play where it's just like I I need ten years to to flip America to full socialism, <laughs> and then she gets yeah. it done. What? Yeah, I I'd, I'd, I'd say goaded. I'd say goaded status. Move, yes. move aside, Lincoln. You ain't got <laughs> shit, Washington. Yes. <laughs> Harris dismantled our capitalist society in a decade and turned us into the socialist utopia that the left has been dreaming about for yeah. forever. Oh, George Washington built America from the ground. There was nothing here that he built it. It's just like, yeah, well, that just shows Kamala Harris had to fucking tear down some shit and then build something and it's fucking like ashes. Like, get out of here. <laughs> she had a two-step process. 
and she, and she needed those extra two years. She needed them, and they mapped and she it knew out. It, and she knew it, and she played the game. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, yeah, it's, that that sounds that sounds like the electrifying presence of literally almost no demo, like Democrat president ever. Right. Like, I guess Obama came closest. Yeah. Obama did have like an energy about him where we, it, like it was just like, yeah, the president. Like for a he while, was you charismatic. Know what I mean, I mean he, was, yeah. he, he was charismatic, and the fact that he was like black was like like incredibly important for like as like a historical note. And he wore you know, a tan we were coming suit. Off of, we were coming off of fucking like a bunch of horrible horse shit from the Bush era, or whatever. So it was just like, yeah, Obama. But I mean, aside from that, when was the last time you were fired up about? It's just like, yay, Al Gore, or woo, Joe Biden. <laughs> I, it's it's really kind of funny in a lot of ways that like the Democrat machine doesn't really. I mean, Biden's the first I would consider to be like low charisma president. The Democrats have actually been able to push over the finish line because you basically had like Kennedy fall out of the sky in 1960 with the charisma 18. And then after him, it was Clinton. And then after him, you had Obama and all those guys were really charismatic. And the Democrats were just like, Oh good. We got a unicorn. We can finally beat the Republicans with him. But every time after, besides that, that we've nominated a bore like Gore or Kerry or Hillary, just the Republican who could be equally as terrible and pretty much as uncharismatic as them just somehow won. So, like, in an odd way to me, it's like kind of like, we did it. We got the boring guy in. Woo! Finally, our voters just accepted boring. It didn't have to be lured to the ballot box by the Christmas 18, like, just smooth-talking, ultra-hypnotic, mesmerizing, just, oh, that guy's so cool. I got to vote for him. He's the best. We were just like, you know, we have to vote for Biden because Trump fucking sucks. We're doing it. We're doing this now. And, yes, I erased Jimmy Carter because... That was after Watergate, and he barely won. So, yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> Got him. Take that, Carter. Boom! Yeah. History's, history's greatest smart monster knocked down another peg. Let's talk <laughs> about uh, a, a budding and yet potentially timeless love story. Uh, because we have uh, this week got our, our juicy peepers on some textual exchange between uh, Starcross lovers? Question mark. Tucker Carlson and Alex Jones. <laughs> uh, let me turn it over to our resident love correspondent, Mister Mike Rains. Can you even get through it, Mike? What's going on with the the textual massage? Uh, so our boys Alex and Tuck Tuck, uh, they decided that um, when Alex accidentally gave away all those messages to the lawyers in the Sandy Hook case. Eventually, those uh, texts have become um, public, and in them, Alex Jones is talking about how like he's scared of being arrested. He wants advice from Tucker about what to do about all that. Tucker Carlson's patting him on the head and telling him he's a good little boy, and that all these people that are trying to censor you, we're gonna like use you as like the stalking horse to be like, look, the people that came out after Alex Jones, they ain't gonna stop. And if the Democrats win these midterms, they're gonna censor poor little me. Poor Tucker Carlson. I'm not as crazy as Alex Jones, but I mean, hey, it they're gonna they're gonna keep moving. It's a slippery slope once you deplatform Alex. And Tucker also kind of gave Alex the seal of approval, where he's like, "Look, Alex is kind of a wacky guy, but he's he's been more right than the mainstream media recently. He's pretty on the ball. He knows what he's talking about. He's been more right than the mainstream media. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they did this whole thing. I remember about like Rachel Maddow and Alex Jones basically being like two peas in a pod. One's mm-hmm, just left, mm-hmm, one's mm-hmm. right, and 
really, what's the difference between the two of them other than the fact that one of them isn't, you know, on the hook for $1.5 billion because they fucking slandered dead kids and their parents and was just a colossal piece of shit and all the other stuff. And Rachel Maddow isn't on TV screaming about how, like, she's been, she's had God talk to her and the devil tried to recruit her and she told the devil, no. I'm not on your team. I'm on the other and team. She almost never talks about gay frogs. N- almost never. Very, very seldomly. <laughs> Is it possible to imagine Alex Jones and Tucker Carlson sending each other text messages back and forth without picturing each one of them sort of like belly down in their bed, like with their like kicking their feet up in the air, like they were some twelve year old girls? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It's incredibly You hang up first. No, you hang up. Yes. They're just they're just gabbing. They're just gabbing about their troubles. It's like the like, you know, instead of writing a diary, they have each other. Did did anything more salacious come about come out of this? Or is it just is it just because I I saw the headlines about this, but I didn't I didn't really delve too deep into it. Did anything like of, of actual substance come out of this? Not really. I mean, it was it was mostly just the fact that people wanted to show that the most popular host on Fox News still has a working relationship with Alex Jones to the point where he returns his text. They talk to each other. They're spitballing. And it really just goes to show like the kind of reach that Alex Jones still has in the right wing like information sphere, because um he had a thing where he was like, hey, this, I got this thing from Joe Rogan he sent me. And so you still have, like, Rogan still bros of Alex Jones, just refuses to acknowledge who he is. Tucker knows exactly what Alex is doing, but he's still working with him because he thinks he's useful. So it just goes to show that as as bad as Alex Jones is, there are people who are just like, eh, I'm going to hang out with him. He's not nearly toxic and radioactive enough for me to be like, nope, I'm not going to return his calls. I'm not going to answer his texts. I'm just going to stay away from this guy because he's bad news. So do do we think that these are the most uh, salacious of the texts? Like, like that, that, because they got the full kit and caboodle from Alex Jones, right? They got the first thing that come out is this. They got a clone of his phone for the last two years. So, it's it's only the last two years, and the his texts with Roger Stone were weird. But these ones with Tucker are, yeah, I, I more interesting at least. I yeah, I, do, I mean, I do wonder how much uh, January sixth shit is on his phone that we haven't seen yet. Because that, I mean, he's he was. Yeah, he, is there a chance that there's a bunch of fucking shit out there that we just don't know about yet because it's part of a, like ongoing investigations, so they're not letting possible. anybody release it. Because if, yeah. if the if the lawyers that got their hands on it did in fact see stuff like that, they're obligated by law to report it. <laughs> you know what, what I mean? So when what, you get what, two years worth of somebody's text messages, if it's got any would be evidence out there, you got to turn it over. Oh yeah, like that was like one of the things that happened during that trial was when the lawyer was like, "Yo, Alex, we got these text messages from you," and then the moment that happened, like the one six committee was like, "We would like to see those," and then there was like a hearing a couple days later, and the judge was like, "I will not stand in your way if you want to turn those those that those two years of text over to the one six committee." Yeah, the- and and then the one six committee got them. So I mean, they're they're in they're in the cooker. They're in the stew of all the evidence that the one six committee got. So, so it's so it's not that these texts haven't been getting out there. It's just that potentially the most damning ones are 
being kept under wraps for investigative reasons. Or maybe yeah. there's nothing on there. Maybe, maybe it's Capone's vault or whatever, and Geraldo's <laughs> going to look real sad. <laughs> uh, it, also, it, worth noting, his ex-wife, who is suing him as well, she requested and received uh, the copy of his uh, phone as well. So there, there's multiple lawsuits and trials and people that have these things now. Well, yeah, because what, wasn't he sending nudes of her to like Roger Stowe or whatever? Was that was that was no? That's on? his current wife. His oh, ex wife. Gotcha, sorry, his ex. He did. Yes, that's true. Though his ex wife is accusing him uh, of stalking her and sending Infowarm employees to like harass her. Uh, and I say accusing because it allegedly definitely happened. And uh, he is very dumb and probably texted about it. <laughs> okay. Well, of course, uh, Alex Jones is uh, a, a story, uh, the embodiment of a story that won't stop developing. So we'll, we'll yeah. get an opportunity it, to talk about Alex And someone else's Ballywick, mostly. And yes. At least that was not just about the Sandy Hook shit, because God, that was getting tiring. Like now, now we're now we were getting into weirder stuff, like you know him him stalking his his exes and having textual message exchanges with Tucker Carlson. It's all weird stuff. But before we get into our mailbag for the week, we do have to revisit an old mini segment within a segment we haven't been to in a while. It's time for the Reaper Roundup. Get <laughs> <laughs> your guns up! Bang! 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 Yeah, so um, there was there was a um, a proud boy, one of the co-founders, um, whose whose last name I absolutely have no idea how to say, and screw that guy. Uh, his name is Adam Legay. I would I would guess I would take a stab at if I had to. It did look like a pretty Legay last name. Yes, and for what it's worth, that was my my guess as well when you typed it out asking for a check on it. Yeah. I was just like, is there a way for me to tell Mike that I think this may be pronounced Legay without it sounding like a bit? Yeah, exactly. So uh, he, this man was a absolutely massive anti-vaxxer and COVID denialist. Uh, his Twitter timeline was full of uh, him posting stuff like, yeah, I had COVID, got it for like a couple days. Then I got over it. No harm, no foul, just like everybody else. <laughs> then Seems I crushed like- it with my pure genetically white blood. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And so he had all the he, just literally nothing but posts about like yelling at people wearing masks, just all that kind of stuff. The, of course, he had the tweet up about ninety nine point nine percent survival rate. What are we worried about? And all all that good stuff. And eventually, there are photos of him in the hospital that seem to indicate symptoms of COVID. And then uh, the news. The news broke like a week or so ago that he had passed and then got run up the flagpole and was finally confirmed a few days later that, uh, yes, he has died of COVID. And uh, that's what happens in these situations when you just absolutely refuse to take this at all seriously. Don't get vaccinated. Don't do anything. You get sick and rolling the dice. I mean, hey, I mean, it, uh, 99% chance of survival, 1% chance you won't. I mean, this when you live in the world of a casino, you understand probability very well. And odd shit happens. You spin the same number three times on roulette. How often is that going to happen? Not very often. Still does. Still does. And yeah. uh, 
Yeah. Like, physical anomalies still happen. That's why they're anomalies. And, and like, but... well, I mean, a one percenter, it's not even an anomaly, right? Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's an appreciable amount. Like, you know, there's fucking, just like, name the fucking 400 million people on Earth or whatever that you would just like sacrifice to those odds or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, that was my favorite thing was when back when we, like when COVID first struck and we really didn't have any idea what was going on. People were giving it like a three three point four percent lethality rate or something in, in that in that ballpark, and there were still people who were like, "Oh, that isn't that big of a deal." And it's like, do you know what the population of America is? Do you know what three point four percent of that population is? Do you know how many how many people you're killing because yeah. you don't want to wear a mask or be locked down? Yeah, and, and I love that. The survival rates based on like the two years worth of pandemic precautions most people were willing to take you yes. know what I mean? like in, in a perfect world like these cats are just like these cats hope for it's just like who knows what happens with it mutating and stuff it could just like destroy everything yeah it, 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 it could wipe out like a third of us and yeah. us being all of us you yeah. know yeah so it's uh this is a real thing uh we we still don't exactly know what killed diamond but again people have speculated that it's covid because again she was a militant anti-vaxxer so this is a problem. I just recently was reading a guy who did a QAnon year in review of our wins, like the victories we got. And one of those victories was, was the Omicron variant, which made COVID non-fatal and easy. And everyone got about of it and then got perfect, natural, God-given immunity from the virus. And everything's just unicorns and puppy dogs. And it's like, no, it's not. Like we have yet to find a a variant of COVID that is non-lethal. Like people are still dying from every variant. Like it's it's like there's people don't usually yeah. die of the flu, but the flu does kill people. It's, it's but Omicron was way more transmissible, which right. made it more dangerous in certain ways. Yeah, like people were get a lot of people were getting over it better, but more people were getting it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Look, y'all, the pandemic is over. COVID is a distant memory. Ain't nobody dying of COVID anymore, except for right. this guy. He's the last one. Yeah, that's it. Look at that history is the last guy ever. Uh, yes. We promise. Yeah. Uh, what what a what a wonderful what a wonderful way to wrap up the new segment this week uh, with a, with a nice Reaper roundup. Uh, see, see you in Valhalla or whatever that guy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. Racist Valhalla in this case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, just love the idea that like for every afterlife, it's segregated into the racist and non-racist sections. Where it's just like, <laughs> yeah, somehow you managed to make it to the good afterlife, but also you just have to be around. Uh, like you get exactly what you wanted, being around your own race exclusively, and then uh, suddenly they just tear each other apart for some other reason. <laughs> yeah. What can we say? Dickheads going dickhead. Yes, <laughs> that's, their idea, that's, their idea, that's their idea of paradise. Just being mad at other people for reasons. That's it. And, and then at some point, there's like the 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 ultra VIP heaven that's reserved for the one who is the best of them. And he's just like, I'm the tallest, strongest, whitest, best vision havenest, cleverest, like just super Aryan imaginable. And she's like, Yeah, you've been dead for thousands of years, mate. So enjoy that. Yeah, no, my precious bloodline. <laughs> anyway, man, this has really got off the rails. Let's get to our mailbag. Uh, sounds like a plan. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. So uh, Will Coomer uh, calls us to task with his question, which is why no new Patreon-only episodes? And the first answer is mostly scheduling, and the other answer is that my day job has gotten like more annoying. 
uh, because I, yeah, I, I mean, you're, you're you're not wrong. Uh, we've been promoting it less because we we've just had a bunch of scheduling issues coming off of uh, the holidays and Mike Reigns's uh, hourly stuff getting uh, moved around. Uh, we will get back to it at some point, I assure you. But you are not wrong to yell at us for being a little bit slow in the draw for the the group stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, you you are right to shame us. So thank you for doing so. I am going to uh, tonight or tomorrow actually do a solo uh, review of that year in review of QAnon's victories for 2022 because it is a hilarious substack full of just aggressive hopium and look at this great thing that happened for us guys and it's like no that really wasn't a great thing and again, we're, we're our- also waiting uh we're, we were also waiting to find out what our next uh q media uh review thing was going to be so if people have suggestions for that um if, 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 i mean if, if, if there's, if there's get, a good one if we can get ripped copies of uh my son hunter uh, I don't know what you're apolog- talking about. That's that sounds illegal to me, and I don't know. I, in fact, I don't even know what that. What is a rip? Yeah. <laughs> well, I know as a medical doctor, you don't know about this, but uh, no. Uh, if we can find a way to watch my son Hunter, I'd be interested in doing a. Um, oh yeah, that would be the dream, but I'm not giving anybody money. Yeah, <laughs> that's the rub. You see. Yes. <laughs> Like it, 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 it's meaningless if we have to give them 3x their vig yeah <laughs> that's not what we want seeing as how what did that movie make like 800 bucks or whatever it was and no it was that's like, yeah, the we're, other we're, new you're thinking of death on the prairie gina carano's new too woke for the right uh cowboy movie oh, uh they'll, they'll get my ticket immediately if i hear uh, that she takes her kit off in it. Just kidding. I will still just get that online for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gina Carano. Why did you have to be terrible? You like, I mean, yeah, she she just had like a great figure for like a big, strong woman action star. It's a real bummer that she's a loon. Yeah. yeah. That's so unfortunate. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, yeah, that was something that was really funny. I was reading a bunch of people mentioned that, that like just Gina Carano, just not fitting the standard mold of like your Hollywood starlet, who's like a size zero, just really like tiny and thin, that she was just just like action. She was a professional female athlete who was just like big and strong and could like do fight scenes where she was like, like she could like fight a guy and it didn't look ridiculous. And and people were like, this would be awesome. And it's like, oh, no, she's an anti-vaxxer, Maggie Chud, who just won't shut up about those things. And don't forget she- anti-Semite. Oh, don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm sure that there are a lot of people who have, like, wacky beliefs like that that we just don't know about it. But they're just savvy enough to, like, keep that shit to themselves. So that way the mass market, a.k.a. me, will, like, still enjoy them. Uh, so, I mean, it's like you, you have to be a monster and fail an intelligence check. Yeah, like, I, or, or 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 willpower saving throw if you just can't keep your ass off of Twitter when like somebody like says something that you disagree with. Oh, I have who, I've written out and deleted more Twitter slash Facebook slash whatever posts in my lifetime than I care to admit. Like you don't have to hit send on them. Type them out and then just delete them. Get it out of your system. Yeah, and then just a, remember that nobody needs your input right now. <laughs> there, there's been a handful of times where I'm like, I'm going to engage with this person. And uh, who has Warhammer 40k opinions and uses words like woke and tourist and consumer. And I'm like that I'd like write it and I just delete it because uh, there, there's no winning there. 
Uh, so Cleodora Silvestri, the Hellworld Grand Inquisitor, says, in your opinion, what are the odds that George Santos is going to be exposed as having pulled off an identity theft path similar to the talented Mr. Ripley? <laughs> it's not zero. No, and that's a weird thing I've never thing seen to say. or read Talented Mr. Ripley, but talented is in the name. This dude's already been fucking up. I don't think he's talented at doing anything. I should catch me if you can. That guy was pretty on the ball. He he only got captured like the once or twice. The, this dude just be he's he's already been caught out before he got anything done. I don't know about all this. Yeah, I feel like there's a chance that this guy might get caught for doing some just like regular old fashioned non talented identity theft, where they will just be like, "Hey, could you like produce your actual birth certificate or whatever?" And, and he's just like, "Yes," and then they're like, "Oh." This was clearly stolen from a baby that died in like fucking Boise <laughs> in 1983. Uh, you have stolen this person's identity. Who the fuck are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's entirely possible. I, I, there, there was that book that got into detail about how to do that. So a bunch of people went out and just started doing it. I can't remember what it was called. <sighs> that just made me laugh because it reminded me of like locally there is a, uh, a murder where this guy just got in, they haven't found the body of the wife, but the husband has been arrested and his Google searches were like, literally, how do you get rid of a 115 pound body and stuff, stuff like that? It's just like, Oh yeah. Like, I remember, I, I remember reading some headlines about that. That was, I, I, yeah, if it's the same thing, I believe that was the guy who was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was working all day and they were just like, Oh, you know, that's funny because we have you on security camera here, like at Home Depot buying like <laughs> a, like a plastic waste basket for uh, a human sized body and a bunch of cleaning supplies and like a hacksaw. Yeah, pretty it's much. Like, what, one body disposal kit, please. Yes. <laughs> it was like your conviction insurance uh, kit. Just like yeah. I, if you're working I would... at the Home Depot and somebody comes up with that shit, like in this day and age, honestly, like. It, it, it clearly it depends on the person's vibe, but I would just be like, "Yo, I'm on somebody's TikTok or something right now. This is clearly some sort of sick prank, and this guy's just up here whistling Dixie and just being like, here, I would like this duct tape and this one giant tub and this like, you know, industrial size thing of bleach and like and these zip ties and this hacksaw." And then it's just like, "Yeah, okay, I get it. I get what's happening here, but I'm on TikTok." Ninety nine. Now, 99 times out of 100, it's going to be some asshole YouTuber or TikToker and be like, I'm going to go in and buy this shit from Hope Depot, see what they say. But 1% one, 1 of the time, which, as we discussed earlier, is an appreciable amount, they're an actual murderer. They're, yeah, they're an actual murder. Which I mean, or I guess 1% they have like a legitimate reason for it. Or like they, they have to, like, I, I guess in that yeah, theory, it's legitimate like, oh, are, you, are you storing deer or whatever? I feel like <laughs> this is not legal advice, and this is certainly not anything I would recommend, but I feel like it might be safe to just throw a punch in that situation, just go over <laughs> the counter at them and just be like, maybe, maybe you're saving somebody's life. Maybe you're preventing somebody from doing further crime to somebody they've already killed. Uh, maybe you're punching an innocent hunter who's just trying to start some deal. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let you talk yourself down. L is uh, an actual medical doctor and a lawyer. So that is legal advice. You can take no, it. I don't think it. you're allowed to say stuff like that. It <laughs> is a joke. I don't, think you can, I don't think you can say this is actually legal advice. It is not. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. I don't think that's how that works. Dude, the old double juice. I I was what's so Sarge beat me to it because I was about to call him Doctor Lawyer L, but uh, yeah, <laughs> Doctor Lawyer L. This is all 100 percent real medical and legal advice. The law offices of Doctor and Doctor, they're both me. I have two doctorates. 
<laughs> oh, um, oh man, this, like this, this laughter like sucked whatever I was going to say out of my brain. So I've, I've now forgotten my witty bon mot that I was about to Her. land there. We, this is uh, satire. For you might have a case. Yes. Yeah, I, mean, I was a doctor. Yeah. doctor. <laughs> have you been fooled by L? Yes. I'll represent you. Yeah. Uh, so our last question of the mailbag is exclusively for me because I have to explain the story of this. Because when I saw this, I started oh, laughing hysterically. This person named Heretic with a Q instead of an C at the end of Heretic says, who's not afraid of Austin Steinbart? And I will explain this really quickly. Austin Steinbart is the guy who was baby Q, who said he was Q in the future, sending coded mm. messages to himself from the past, got arrested for doing dumb, got arrested for doing dumb shit, uh, f- uh, got caught using a fake dick and a drug test, uh, all that good stuff. Um, this person, uh, Heretic, has been DMing me and other people, also DM'd Karma, and has been asking if any of us want to interview Austin Steinbart because he's ready to, quote-unquote, like, blow the lid off the whole QAnon community, uh, to which I have told this person to go fuck themselves because, no, I am not going to give Austin Steinbart any press. Not that I can because I don't have that big of a platform, but no, <laughs> I'm not going to engage that guy. He's a fucking weirdo and a creep. When he first started his shit, he messaged me and, like, uh, I think Frederick Brennan and Travis View and Mike Rothschild and sent all these photos of himself in front of, like, computers, like, servers and, like, all these, like, supposedly confidential areas to make himself look, like, real. <laughs> and, and he was, like, trying to, like, impress QAnon debunkers or something. And it was really weird. So I have... I have if you have pictures of yourself in classified areas... That's a crime. <laughs> yeah. It was super weird. So yeah, uh whatever he whatever thing he's gonna try to do, uh no, I'm not gonna be a part of it. And this heretic person uh then told me, Oh, it's fine, we don't need you. Karma is gonna fall in love with him. So uh congrats, Karma, on your whirlwind re- romance <laughs> impending with Austin Steinbart. I uh, hope I get invited to the wedding. It'll be matched. This is, I, I have to imagine. I'm on a QAnon podcast, and we get in the weeds sometimes. And I have to imagine this is what my partner feels like when I talk about 40K lore. I'm just like, now, this is the Primarch of the Eighth Legion. And he's dead, but he maybe let himself be dead. So yeah. You're right, Sarge. Truly nobody cares about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What a, what a great know. point to make. I know. What, what, what's incredible about that was I actually found the last question from Chairman Walkman uh, in his list of questions to us. And that question is actually Gork or Mork? Those are the two gods of the orcs from the Warhammer, Warhammer 40k world. Yeah, so um, I, I, I guess I have egg on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, go fuck yourself. Uh, I have no opinions. Blood Bowl is a million times the game that Warhammer ever was. Fight me. Certainly not new Blood Bowl, but Warhammer. uh, What was it? Blood Bowl Second Edition? Because now there's a bad Third Edition. Blood Bowl Second Edition was the tits. Yes, I agree. I was very bad at it because if if you're looking for somebody to roll double skull, boy, howdy. (laughs) I'll show you some double skull. Yeah. So in our ultra nerdy moment, uh, I'll reveal behind the curtains. Uh, I was asking what Warhammer 40k army L would play. He said orcs. Uh, it's a terrible idea for him to play that because you need to roll sixes 
for orcs because anytime orcs hit on a six, they shoot again. L is terrible at rolling dice, so that <laughs> there's a million reasons why that's a bad idea. No, really great at rolling a six, right? Because that's what yeah. skull means. Uh, those dice is six. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I played the Tyranids for like five minutes. Never actually had an official battle with anyone, but I did paint a bunch of Tyranids for a while. So they just yeah, I mean, Warhammer minis are, are, are great for painting, and that's yeah. that's sort of how I feel about my my Hero Quest set that I have. I was excited that they were re releasing Hero Quest because of my nerdy uh, inclinations. So when people got it for me for Xmas, I was very excited, but. I haven't played it yet, and I'm not sure if I will ever play it. Mostly, I just wanted it for all the cool-looking minis and for the hit of nostalgia. Although, I would be happy to play it if people wanted to. I'm not trying to, like, collect it or anything, but at some point, I would like to paint it up real nice. Uh, there, There's a, a new Blood Bowl, an undead Blood Bowl army that has werewolves and Frankensteins and zombies with pumpkin helmets. Uh, yeah, that was a team. The, the, the necromancy team was in previous edition Blood Bowl as well. Did it have werewolves and Frankensteins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Fl it was like flesh golem, vampire, werewolf, zombie, and then I think there was one other type. I can't remember. Yeah. What kind of team are they? Like, uh, pretty smashy. Werewolves have claws. They do a, they do a good amount of damage. Flesh They're pretty smashy, but I also remember they were like they since all of your specialty pieces had like a billion different skills, and several of them were drawbacks. Then, uh. Yeah. Oh, was Thrall the other one? Yeah, it's Thrall. Because there, there, there was something your vampires needed to eat, because their drawback yeah. was that they had bloodlust. Yeah, basically, if you roll a one on the bloodlust check at the end of the round, you have to be next to a Thrall to injure it, or you, or the vampire runs off the pitch and kills, starts killing crowd members. <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry, I told you, nobody cares about Warhammer 40k, but as soon as they start talking about Blood Bowl, <laughs> boom, look at that, we're all in it, we're all engaged, we're all talking, the people at home all totally know what we're talking about, and they're loving it. <laughs> yes! Uh, oh, yeah, on my... On my private personal Twitter, I routinely release pictures of the very bad painting I'm doing on my Eldar army I'm putting together. So I don't know. If you idiots want to see that, uh, let us know. And uh, when Blood Bowl 3 comes out, we will maybe make a league. No. Uh, what, no. Blood Bowl 2 only. Blood Bowl 3 is bad. <laughs> yeah, Blood Bowl, yeah Blood, Bowl, Blood Bowl 3 seems like it eats hot dogs. I mean, I haven't played it yet, though. Maybe it's surprisingly good, but I doubt it. I've well, I, 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 I my life to not expect surprisingly good <laughs> i will give it a chance and report back i promised myself i'm going to actually try and play a passing team uh this time That's around and foolish. not dwarves play Mur orcs and just kill them yeah. <laughs> murder is the only way in blood bowl kill them uh, and then when they try to avoid getting killed it'll open up a passing lane and then you surprisingly pass to a guy that they high step into the end zone it's great yeah. yes uh so that brings us to our final question which is what are you guys looking forward to I'll start because I have kind of a weird one. When I am done with you folks, I am going to file my taxes. Ooh. Yeah. I got an, boy. I got an email from Tax Slayer saying, you were working on your taxes this time last year. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'd love to do it again this year, but I don't have all my documents. So Yeah. Luckily, I don't need very many documents. I, I have very few documents, and I have collected them. So uh, I get to file my taxes, which is always nice because, you know, it's the first step in getting some quote-unquote free money, uh, at the very least money that you were entitled to. So we'll see how much I'm going to be getting back. I just found out I get to take m more deductions on my state than I thought I did, which was also very exciting. Uh, congratulations, my state, for having tax deductions that I qualify for. Big fan of that. Um, yeah, and then also uh, I believe I'm getting my ho my like uh, holiday bonus check or whatever as well. So the short answer is, what is Al excited for? 
precious cash. Yeah, and I have to decide once those tax returns come in whether or not I'm going to be an adult big boy and save them like a responsible adult and maybe like, you know, put a couple hundred dollars on my nose doing whatever. Or if I want to buy a Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah, I knew what you uh, Somebody had the audacity to produce one in front of me recently. Mm. Uh, a friend brought his to our first session of a tabletop RPG we're going to start. And he was like, check check this thing out. And I was like, oh my God, here it is in person, being everything I wanted it to be. Just feeling it's substantial heft. Feels like a real machine. He was like, oh, yeah, I only get like three hours of battery life on it because I run everything at native 60. And I was just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just want something to play in my bed. I don't give a fuck if it's only got three hours of battery life. We're going to be playing it in bed, and then I will plug it in overnight, and that will be my routine. But I'll probably end up being a responsible adult and buying clothes with it or whatever. I'm just so boring now. How dare you? How dare you? Fashionable L. Uh, I am looking forward to... Doing some more painting, and uh, I bought a big fancy carrying case box for my minis, and I get to assemble that, and I'm excited uh, to assemble my very nerdy mini carrying box. It has metal trays, and I glue little magnets to the bottom of the minis so they just uh, stay in place because a bunch of mine are weird sizes, so I'm excited to assemble my dumb miniature case. That sounds like both tons of funds and not at all. Yeah. So uh, your mileage may vary. Yeah. I am looking forward to a uh, the San Francisco 49ers beating the shit out of the Dallas Cowboys because the Cowboys are overrated, overweighted swill. They're and, fraudulent. It is confirmed. Yeah, no, no, uh, no. When, when they're down 20 to nothing at, at the end of the first half, it'll be fraud detected. And when they lose that game 35 to three, it'll be fraud confirmed. So uh, that'll be awesome. I will probably have some uh, financial stake in the in that outcome uh, going that way. So uh, here's to hoping for all the best there. And I also am looking forward to uh, finishing pool three of Marvel Snap. I am now three cards away from completing that journey, and now I don't even have to play my decks anymore because I just got I got I just got Agatha. So <laughs> I can just let her, I can just let her play Marvel Snap for me. So, oh man, yeah, she's. Fun. They did you. You missed the time before they patched her when she still earned you cubes for everyone in your deck and not just her. Because now they they change it because people were just using her to farm cubes. So yeah. they patched it a while back. She will only earn cubes for Agatha, which just means you're gonna keep leveling up and splitting your Agatha. So, oh, that's really weird. So I can't get cubes of her. That's fucked up. She'll only, if Agatha's in your deck, to prevent people from using her to farm uh, uh, pips for other cards. Yeah. That she only earns pips for Agatha. Oh, okay. That, that, that makes sense. That's fine. I, I can level Agatha up. She's literally playing right now. So getting her to infinity is not a problem for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. There you go. Super nerdy outro. Yes. Yeah, thrilling. Uh, everybody loves Pokemon Snap, but me. I just have to get to come to terms with it. Uh, so it's time for us to let's let's, let's snap. snap our asses out of Hell World for the week. We're gonna dance out of here like like the sharks to the jets. We're just gonna go backwards, snapping. Uh, so <laughs> I guess uh, thank you everybody for listening and supporting the show. If you'd like to continue to support the show for free, you can do so by giving us a five star review wherever the hell you're getting this podcast from. Tell them you love us. 
Uh, if you want to support us with some money, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash poker politics, where if you donate $5 or more a month, you get access to our back catalog of bonus content and the bonus content that we have been shamed into continuing to produce in the future. So feel free to do that if you'd like. Uh, or I believe the minimum is $2 a month if you just want to tip your dealers. Either way, uh, we love all of our beautiful babies who support the show with their hard-earned gaish. Uh, if you have Geish and you want to give it to somebody that's not us, you can give that Geish to love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Or you can find any other good way to spend that Geish doing some good in the world. Or, you know, just treat yourself. We're not your dad. Thanks, uh, as always, to DJ Minimal Effort for use of our intro. Uh, DJ Minimal Effort. Still too cool for social media. What, a, what an advanced lad DJ Minimal Effort is. You know who is not an advanced lad? <laughs> Zig, take that Frosty is our buddy Frosty uh, who does all of our bumps and such you can find Frosty on Twitter at FrostyVO you can find the show at Twitter at Hellworld with a Q instead of an O you can find me on Twitter at HellworldL spelled the same way as the show uh, Sarge is at Sergeant Hell and Mike is of course at Poker Politics so for another successful episode of the Adventure in the Hellworld podcast I have been one of your hosts the Mysterious L joined us sometimes by our friend Sarge and our expert in all things Q and on crazy Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, Patriots! <laughs>